Hello and welcome to the 12 Minutes of Workplace Health podcast. I'm Harry Bliss, CEO and co-founder of Champion Health, and today we're joined by Dr. Vicky Barnes, organisational and clinical psychologist and the founder of Positive Wellbeing. Vicky's worked with global organisations as an international speaker, talking about all areas from positive psychology through to how we can build healthy performance within our organisations and the importance of culture within all of that as well. Welcome to the podcast, Vicky. Hello, Vicky. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Harry. How are you? I'm really well, really well. Really looking forward to this conversation today. And we're going to be discussing all things around vulnerability, best practice, how we can incorporate positive psychology in the workplace. And I've been really excited for for this episode today. So let's start with vulnerability. Um, And how can we show healthy levels of vulnerability in the workplace? And how can we encourage others to, to do so as well? Well, I think that we're just getting used to this idea of vulnerability now in general, right? So bringing that into the workplace is really scary for some people. So I'd say that if it's something that you're naturally quite good at, then find yourself, find the leader in yourself and be an ambassador and an influencer in that. And I don't think that vulnerability has to be presenting all of your weaknesses. That's a bit of a misconception that people have. So vulnerability does not equal weakness. That would be my first Uh, point on this matter so vulnerability is something else it's about yeah exposing a part of yourself that you're comfortable to expose to the people that you're with to show that side of you that isn't just you know super strong and super tall and I can achieve anything because actually human beings are fallible and uh, we're not always like that so I think that it's just about being real and authentic and human in the workplace so for me, this really is just about humanising the workplace and being yourself a bit more and, and allowing yourself to say things like, I don't know that yet, or I need to learn or I need to find out or even I need some support. And the first thing already just coming through is your passion for this, which I love. Um, authenticity, I find, is the most important trait in successful people, I guess. Um, can you talk a little bit more around authenticity and how we can be more authentic and the benefits that, that brings not only to individuals, but to businesses too? Yeah, I think there's something, I mean, I've been practicing and researching and and working with people around authenticity for a long time, and we don't always get it right, because we are people who feel like we need to put up a bit of a, um, put on a face or put on a work hat or be different in different surroundings. But there's always that that nudge into discomfort when it becomes uncomfortable and it's actually I'm not really being myself now to the point where I'm not happy with how this feels we need to start recognizing that and I think that it can be it can be a physical manifestation or a mental manifestation so we can feel it in our bodies maybe when I when I'm not being myself I feel like my throat's closing up almost as though I'm not speaking my truth and I'm not really um expressing my views so I notice that and then I, I stop in the moment now because I'm, I'm rehearsed in noticing that and I think why is this happening why am I having this sensation and it's normally because I'm not really being authentic enough so again it's not about exposing all of your deepest darkest secrets all the time but there is definitely something really really important about you know, being yourself and, and expressing your views and opinions and things like that. So I think that employers have a responsibility to create a space for people to do that. So it can be quite difficult for employees to bring themselves to work because they might be fearful of the repercussions or um, there might be some negative consequences that they're afraid of. And this is a historical thing because in the past we didn't talk about mental health, we didn't talk about 
struggles and things like that. So we had to go to work and just be a certain way. But I think that it's easier for an employer to create that space so that their the employees can actually um, have that safety. And we call it psychological safety, and there's a reason for that. It's a, it's a basic human need, and we need it in the workplace as much as we need it at home. And can you just elaborate on the term of psychological safety? Because it's what we really underpin everything that we do at Champion Health on internally, but also with our members. It'd be amazing for you to just explain that a little bit more in depth to our to our listeners now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great that you guys are just such fantastic ambassadors of that. It's really, really, really nice to hear. And we need more of you. <laughs> so, yeah, psychological safety is feeling like you are safe to express your true feelings, emotions, wants, needs without fear of negative consequence. So the reason that this is really big in the workplace is that there tends to be less of that going on. So if you imagine what you're like with your nearest and dearest at home, you can probably be more vulnerable and more authentic and you feel more psychologically safe. So you express yourself when you're a bit angry. You can tell somebody when you don't know what you're doing. If you're having a really bad day, you can let somebody know. But in the workplace, we don't tend to do that so much. And the reason is because of that fear of negative consequence. For example, my colleagues will talk about me behind my back or people will think I'm weak and I can't cope or I might get um, laid off or sent home or maybe there won't be a job for me tomorrow. So that's that's not psychological safety. That's the opposite of what we're looking for. So I do think that it's, um, it's kind of a culture shift really, but it starts with conversations. Yeah. It starts with creating that space. And, and it's, as I say, it's a basic need that, that people need at work as well as at home. And are you a big Brené Brown fan as well? <laughs> How did you know? I don't know, I just guess. So I put, put two and two together, and I usually get five, but this time I got four. So um, yeah, if anyone's listening to this, we've only got 12 minutes, of course, but um, please check out the work that Brené Brown does as well, because it's only adding to what Vicky is mentioning um, too. So I'm going to ask a tricky question here um, coming up. So uh, so brace yourself for it, Vicky. Okay. Um, vulnerability, authenticity, psychological safety, the three key themes that we've been speaking about today. I'm not going to agree with the question I'm asking, but for anyone that's listening to this and going, I've got a leader that doesn't believe in any of this, and they think that vulnerability, authenticity in the workplace, bringing your whole self to work will actually lead to problems and open a can of worms. What's your answer to that? My answer is, do you want to have long-term impact and success, or do you want to brush things under the carpet that are definitely there, but you're just ignoring? So it's the same with anything, right? You know, we've got to look after our bodies and our minds in the long term in order to create uh, the best versions of ourselves. We've got to do the same within our communities and our societies. Our workspace is just another community, really. If we're not looking after this stuff, if we're not giving it space, then it's just going to come out somehow else. You're either going to lose your staff or your staff aren't going to have good morale they're not going to get along with each other or they're not going to feel productive and motivated opening can of worms is a funny term okay yes what might happen is if if a manager comes into a situation and all of a sudden says right we've got this space now we're going to start talking about mental health of course you're going to get people talking about their mental health more that's not opening a can of worms that's creating a really nice effective psychologically safe positive leadership positive culture environment to work in and you'll reap the rewards down the line your people will feel better and your business will succeed more but I just think it's about putting that foundation and groundwork in first I, I completely agree and I think the, the worms are already there um, yeah, exactly so yeah. Can, uh, yeah it's, it's probably use a better phrase than that but, um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll work on that so 
Yeah. So in terms of, uh, I've met so many C-suite professionals that are incredible and doing incredible work and potentially some of the most emotionally intelligent people that I've met. And I've met some others that are heavily data-driven, um, that may not understand mental health and well-being and may have had bad experiences previously when they were first in the workplace um, with bullying and, and so on and think that might be the direction that they need to go in with their leadership. I guess what I'm trying to get at is how can we get those people on board um, with mental health and well-being within our organisations um, and, and create allyship um, within there too? Well, a lot of the work that I do with organisations is very bespoke. So what that means is it's finding the meaning for the individual or the team. So it's different for everybody. But what tends to work is um, kind of getting to the nub of what mental health difficulty actually is. So for me, it's about showing that it's for everybody and it does it's not necessarily a diagnosis of let's say anxiety or depression or PTSD or whatever it might be it's just sometimes waking up and feeling a bit rubbish or feeling overwhelmed and stressed because you've got too much on your to-do list or um, a relationship breakdown or um, a job loss or um, a, a leak in the house when all all of a sudden your car's broken down at the same time and something else has happened and we all have these times in life where our mental health suffers so I would challenge anybody to say that none of this has ever happened to them In you know you get to the ripe old age of whatever all the listeners are at and I just think it's a normal part of life so so for me it's about normalizing it first and then getting people to realize that this is for everybody so it's not this big scary thing that we can't talk about because only a few people in the world get it it's not that at all we all get it we just have to think about it differently and I said to someone recently um, that said that they didn't believe in mental health and it's not the tooth fairy it's something that every single person on this globe had your great 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 grandma and your great 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 grandfather had it as well Um, and it's something we we all have all of the time Um, in terms of mental health do you think there's an issue with the way it's positioned and it might be the stigma that's still surrounding it that we associate mental health with poor mental health and mental health diagnoses and in fact we all have mental health all of the time. Exactly so there are a few things that I controversially um, challenge. Um, One is this the statistics that a lot of companies say that mental health is one in four one in four people will experience a mental health problem it's a, it's one in one it definitely is 100% of people one in four people might have a diagnosis of a condition granted but actually i don't think it's a useful statistic it's more useful to think that mental health is just what we all have if you have a brain you have a mind you have mental health right and you you are completely right society's got this image that mental health is mental ill health so if you for example if you google mental health and then you google physical health when you google mental health you get all of these images of people with their heads in their hands and lightning bolts striking their brains and awful dark images and physical health you get you know people standing on podiums and medals with number one on them and big muscles and things like that and healthy food so you've got this positive negative divide still, even just by Googling those terms. It's getting better and we are improving it and having these kinds of conversations really helps. But again, I'd challenge anyone that say, if you've got a body, then you have physical health. Do you have a mind? Then you have mental health. Let's look after both of them. I've never thought of it in terms of the Google elements um, as well. And you are absolutely right. And I can picture the person on top of the mountain um, holding something up with physical health and then the head and the hands, as you say. That's absolutely fascinating. Now, this podcast is never too long. We need to extend it by treble the amount of time. 
what is the best practice? And just leave on this note, what's the best practice that you've seen from an organization or organizations when it's come to workplace health? Are there any examples and stories that you can share? Yeah, I think one of the best examples is when there is there are leaders who model this stuff. So role models and leadership, because we look up to our leaders, we all do it. And when we've got leaders who are really role modeling authenticity, vulnerability, psychological safety, emotional intelligence, whatever it is, that real raw humanizing the workplace, that's the best thing that I've ever seen. And people want to stay, they want to be a part of the community, they want to do good for their organization and it's just a wonderful thing to experience so that's definitely the first thing that comes to my mind fantastic and what a way to end it as well thank you so much vicky um, for joining today's podcast pleasure thank you for more exclusive insights and content around workplace well-being please subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode